Welcome to Torah from Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, Minnesota. Here is the place to hear much of the great sermons, teachings, and speakers happening each week at our synagogue. Whether you are able to make it in person or not, each week you will find new Jewish content to inspire, motivate, and bring meaning to you wherever you find yourself. I hope you enjoy the teaching and feel free to contact us anytime about it by calling us at 651-252-6411 or emailing us at Rabbi Marcus Rubenstein at templeofaron.org. Enjoy and we hope to see you soon. Every once in a while, Rabbi Rachel and my three-year-old Hadassah go on a trip and maybe they go and visit Chicago or they go somewhere else and visit a friend. And there's a couple days, sometimes three, four days a week, where I'm all alone, all alone in the house. And I feel like the first day when I'm all alone, it's kind of like the beginning of Home Alone. You know what I mean? I got my bathrobe on. I'm like blasting music in the house. It's amazing. I managed to watch three soccer games all night long or football games or whatever's on. Video games, you name it. It's a great, great day. And I look forward to this time. Not that I don't love being in a family, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to have some alone time, especially when you have a three-year-old. And then I wake up the second day, usually a little too late, sleep past my alarm. And I think the party is just starting. It's just going to continue. It's going to keep getting better and better. But instead, it gets worse and worse and worse. And I start to feel like a compass with its dial missing, floating around. And I question myself. I was looking forward to this time. It's the same as yesterday. I keep enjoying myself, putting on the sports games, having a, a couple of extra beers, whatever it may be. Yet, it doesn't have the same delight the second day. Something's missing. And before I know it, I start calling Rabbi Rachel every couple of hours to check in, see how she's doing. And she keeps saying to me, I'm perfectly fine. Why are you calling again? <laughs> it's a kind of funny thing. In the end, what I realized is I'm actually happier with the pressure. I'm happy with the pressure of being in a relationship I'm happier with the pressure of having a three-year-old. I'm happier with the pressures of the responsibility. I'm happy with the pressures of actually having to be there for somebody else. Even though it's more stressful in the moment, and certainly it's stressful in the moment, in the end, I couldn't possibly live without that responsibility. And it's the responsibilities that I have in my life, my life, the people who judge me and say, are you there today or are you not there? Were you there for me today? Or as Sadasa says to me, Daddy, did you pick me up from bed this morning? That's what makes me who I am. And as I lose some of my responsibilities until I can gain my bearings again, I start to forget my values. I start to forget who I am. But it doesn't really make sense. What, do I not care about myself alone, individually? Don't I have my own goals that I set for myself? Of course. I have an ego just like everybody else. I want to set my own goals. Yet there's something different that happens 
when we are in a relationship, when we actually have to be there for somebody else, when we actually have to show up, when it matters to somebody else whether we're there or not, no matter what our feelings are, whether we have a headache that day or not, that we actually show up that day and we're there and we're dependable. That's a whole nother level of joy. That's a whole nother level of being in this world. And in some ways, that's what this day is about. This day of Rosh Hashanah. You see, our world today talks about all that matters is how I feel about myself. All that matters is how I judge myself. All that matters is my own self-esteem. And those things definitely matter. But to say that that's exclusive of the way that people think about us and the way we're there for others is so very wrong. We don't like to talk today about are you there for somebody else? How does someone else feel about you? Do they judge you well? You're not supposed to judge anyone, but we all do. In the end, judging each other by being there for each other is actually what sustains us. You see, today is Rosh Hashanah. Today is the coronation of our Lord, the coronation of God, the day we make God sovereign in the world. You can call this God Celebration Day. It's God Day today. So you think that we'd have this day on God's birthday. What's the problem with that? God's got no birthday. That's the problem with being alive forever. So what about something else? Maybe we'd celebrate God on the day in which the world was created. Bingo! Rosh Hashanah, day which the world was created. Wrong! The world was actually created on the 26th of Elul. Six days after that day was the first of Tishrei, the day in which human beings were created. And that is the day of Rosh Hashanah, the day in which human beings were created, not the day in which the world was created. So why don't we celebrate Rosh Hashanah on the 26th of, of Elul? Let's celebrate on the day in which God began creating this world around him. Wouldn't that be a perfect day to celebrate God? But we don't celebrate God on that day. We celebrate God on the sixth day, the day that's actually the birthday of somebody else. Not the birthday of the world, but the birthday of humanity. The birthday of all of us. So why would we celebrate God today? Because it's the first day God had to be there for somebody else. It's the first day that God actually had to help somebody else. You see, God had everything. God was infinite. God had all the power in the world. He had absolutely everything, or she had everything. Okay? Absolutely everything. Yet for some reason, God felt the need to create human beings. Why? You have everything. It's like that first day when I'm home alone, and it's home alone in, in the house, and God's got his bathroom on, he's watching football way too late at night. But God woke up the next morning and said, wait a second. I am nothing if I'm not there for somebody else. I don't know who I am if I'm not there for somebody else. I only know who I am when I'm in relationship to others. I only have a name 
if somebody calls me by that name. Otherwise, I'm not really there. So God created the human beings and was king, was sovereign over them, creating a relationship. And from the moment we were born as well, from the moment the first day we were created, we also had someone who we were being judged by, who we had to be there. We also had to be there for God. Eve had to be there for Adam, Adam for Eve. From the first day, we had to be there for somebody else. Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment, the day when God judges each and every one of us, where we each pass by God like a sheep to a sheep herder, to a shepherd. What does that mean? Why is that important? Because when we are judged, we are actually, see if we're actually able to be there for somebody else. It's one thing to say to myself, I like myself inside. I'm pretty good. I work hard, get to the gym there every day. But it's a whole nother level. Are you able to actually be there for somebody else? Are you actually able to be useful to somebody else in the world? Are you actually able to see, be over your own nose? Or is it just all about you? Because we know about you and I, we don't survive so long. But what we survive for is how we give and how we look out to others. So in the end, I think God too lives for that second day. God, too, gets lonely on that second day saying, where's my partner? I want to be judged, too. I want to be needed. I want to be there for somebody. And so, too, on this day, we remember the first day in which we grabbed our obligations and realized we had to show up for somebody. That even when we're alone, even when we're all alone, There's something out there in this world that we have to show up for, and that's, of course, God, who's everywhere. And the second we were born, all of a sudden, God became alive. It's the most joyful day, the day we were born, because it's the day in which God could actually be judged by someone. Is God going to be there for the Jewish people or not for the Jewish people? And all of a sudden, even God felt more alive. So this new year... Instead of trying to find ways to run away from our responsibilities, to try to find a good vacation spot, maybe we should start running towards our responsibilities. Maybe we should start running towards being needed and being there for other people. Maybe we should start counting and identifying ourselves on based on what our obligations are to each other on how we're seen by other people in this world, whether we're actually able to be there for the community and for others or not. How do we look at ourselves? I challenge each and every one of you this new year to start paying attention in a deeper way, not just the way I see myself, but to ask the question, am I there for the ones I love? Am I there for my community members? How do they see me? How does God see me? Am I there for others? Do I look outwards or do I look only at myself? In the end, 
What makes us happy and joyful is our relationships, our duties, and our responsibilities. And in Judaism and in Torah, our mitzvot, our obligations, are our greatest source of joy. I bless each and every one of you in this new year to also find joys in our responsibilities, our duties, and in our relationships to each other. Shana Tova, everybody.